Welcome to the Write It Down podcast of the 1513 Network. I'm Brooke Morata, bringing you one-on-one interviews to challenge, to inspire, and to encourage. Today's guest is ABC's Season 13 Bachelorette contestant, Eric Baker. Eric made it to the final three on Rachel Lindsay's season, and he later went on to Season 5 of Bachelor in Paradise. Being a part of Bachelor Nation set Eric up for a life he could have never imagined. He went on to write a book with fellow Bachelor in Paradise star, Chris Randone. Eric Bigger has a zeal for life that transcends in everything he puts his mind to. He challenges us to embrace our miracle season. Sit back, relax, and get your pens ready because this is Write It Down. Welcome back to the Write It Down podcast. Today we welcome ABC's Bachelorette Season 13 contestant, Eric Bigger. Eric, welcome to Write It Down. Hey, how you doing? Thanks for having me. So glad to have you. So how does a Baltimore City native, Eric Bigger, find his way on the Bachelorette? Uh, I would say life, timing, um, purpose, and um, love was in the air. Love <laughs> was, was in chasing the air. me. So. Yeah, and it, it got me, and it changed my life. So I'm thankful for uh, for it all. Honestly, yeah, it's crazy what what time I do in your life. You know, when you just stay open and um, get out of your comfort zone, yeah, things will happen for you. I mean, and you made it to the final three of Rachel's season. You had a heartfelt goodbye. Um, something I I notice Rachel said. She says, "I do love you, but I'm not in love with you." Can you tell me what it means? to love someone but not be in love with someone. Is that just like a bachelorette, bachelor cop-out, or is that a real thing? Describe that for me. <laughs> I mean, you know, I can't really speak on someone else's right. feelings, uh, interpretation of perspective of love, but the way I saw it was that, um, you know, she loved me, meaning she cared about me, and you know, but at the same time, she wasn't in love, like, I feel like when you're in love with someone, there's no question marks. Yeah. There's a lot of certainty and you just feel it. It's a feeling that comes with it that you can't deny no matter what, but you can love someone but not be in love. Mm-hmm. Um, I always say, I tell my friends and you, you just people in general, you know, what's good to you is not always good for you. Mm. Right. Um, and I think, you know, that show showed me how to open up and love myself, you know, mm-hmm. and receive it. So, I mean, I didn't take it personally. Um, I kind of felt like she was in love with me, mm-hmm. but that was my own uh, egotistical uh, opinion and <laughs> yeah. perspective. Yeah. But we had a great time. I mean, it, it changed my life. I evolved as a person. I went in a boy and came out a man. So yeah. Yeah. the love really healed my soul and transformed my life. So. You know, why do I, uh, there's nothing that you complain about. I'm full of gratitude. Yeah. Thankful for all those moments. And Rachel is a phenomenal person. And um, Brian was, you know, her husband is mm-hmm. a great friend of mine. So they did it right. Um, they're happily married and um, I'm happy for them. And life is good. Absolutely. Is it hard to find depth in a person? I mean, let alone when you're on TV finding love. I mean, all of us viewers are like, is this, can you really fall in love with the the same person? Can 25 people like really fall for the same person? Um, But in in real life, do you find it hard um, to find depth in a person, especially nowadays with social media portrayals? Yeah. uh, I mean, I I can get to the the bottom of someone quick if they give, give me an opportunity in time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think in today's uh, society, uh, it we have a lot of distractions, mm-hmm. right? We have a lot of distractions. 
um, we can deceive others. We can come off as we look or are a certain way. So I would say, yeah, it's more challenging, especially like I live in Los Angeles. So mm-hmm. that's a place where everybody's out here to become something, to go out a career and a lifestyle. And everyone's not looking for the same thing. So unless you guys are in the same profession or you guys just happen to bump into each other at the right time, it can be difficult to really find that 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 deep, you know, unconditional agape love from mm-hmm. someone. Yeah. Because everyone is not, people don't even love themselves that deep enough to love you. Right. So mm-hmm. it, it, I think in general, yes, it's hard. And I think most most people in the world love on, condition, on conditions. I don't think we've been taught, uh, we don't know how to love unconditionally. Because mm-hmm. the moment someone cheats, the moment someone goes against our beliefs or what we condone, um, we out them, cancel them, um, the energy change. We don't love them the same. Mm-hmm. Not saying it's wrong, but I'm just saying we're programmed as a whole to love on conditions yeah. and not unconditionally. So, yeah. yeah and pe- and you know. people want to be fully known and fully loved for themselves. Yes. Um, right. What, what role does jealousy play on, on The Bachelorette? Because I, my friends like joke, they're like, yeah, you should go like on The Bachelor. I was like, I'm too jealous for that mess. Like if I saw someone else talking <laughs> to the guy that I liked, I'd be upset. So what is that like, you know, seeing other guys take the girl you're dating on dates and hometowns? Well, for me, I don't really kind of get into jealousy from my perspective because I'm not going to be jealous Mm -hmm. only because, like, now you get to a point where you get upset that you don't get a one-on-one date and everybody else is getting one. But I'm never jealous only because I know what's for me is for me Mm -hmm. and no one can be me more than me. So whatever the bachelorette at the time was doing on those dates, great, phenomenal for her and that person, but... I knew we got better with time. So jealousy never really popped in my head. And, you know, we get on interviews as, you know, post-contestants, and they always ask, you know, do do you feel there was competition? I was like, there was never competition. Yeah. The only competition was myself. And so we we have the power uh, to control what we feel, what we believe, and what we do based on the information we have available, our perception and thoughts of life and of the current environments we're in or the situation. So for me, jealousy wasn't such a thing because I wasn't there to focus on why another man would have my girl or why, you know, it just mm-hmm. it takes energy out of me being me for the show. But I do believe other people, they are that way. I'm not like that. I'm like, ah, what's for me for me? If I got to fight over you, then you're not mine. Yeah, <laughs> you good know, perspective, like, yeah. My claws yeah, would come out. Like, I'm not... Yeah. So, that's yeah. so, like, to what extent do the producers control the story? Like, when you watch back your season, are there things that you're like, man, they didn't portray me right? Like, or are there things like that that you see post production? Everything's in the edit. Everything's yeah. in the edit. Yeah. You know, like, there's nothing that's shot that's controlled. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like if you play basketball and I film you for four quarters, you have 16 points and you shot like 44%. But I want to pitch that game to, like, the biggest universities in the world. So I'm going to take and put to, put together a clip that's valuable, that's strong, and that's enticing to the audience, yeah. the coaches or the recruits. So that's all it is, is that they, sh- they, they film and shoot everything. 
And then based on their perspective, how they want things to go, how they want things to look, and how they want things to be, that's how they control and depict and dictate that narrative. Yeah. From that perspective. Like, there's not like, the show is real. Right. It is produced when it comes to, like, if you and I are on a date, it might say, instead of talking about family, talk about the beach and the sand. Talk about your surroundings that you're enjoying right now. Right. That's Give you some direction. Yeah, yeah. You give them direction. So yeah. Other than that, it's a uh, it's 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 a fair game, you know. It's you know, mm-hmm. but they got the clips, they got the tapes, they can edit it and make it the way they want it for their benefit. So yeah, I mean, it's never in your favor sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, and, and and the thing is, is like there's so many emotions, and it's such and it's such a quick time. Like you're only filming for a couple months, and so there people are seeing the best and worst sides of you when you're tired and you're traveling. And like I imagine they would just capture me crying the whole time. So that's probably another reason why I'll never actually go on. But moving forward, you went to Bachelor in Paradise. Do you know who's yeah. going to be on that season? Like, and if so, do you scout them out? Are you like, or do you not find out until well, you get there? You- you kind of have an idea who might be gone mm-hmm. uh, um, pr- prior to, like, the previous episodes that was shown and the girls that you might have an eye on or mm-hmm. intentions for. Or, or you might hear through the grapevine that such and such is gone because of so-and-so. And, you know, it's kind of like gossipy and you don't know. But yeah. or some producers might whisper like, hey, I, I hear songs that was going down to the beach. And you're, you're like, oh, shoot, I'll be down <laughs> at the beach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All your friends are gone. You should go. So, yeah. It's usually people from the past season of The Bachelorette and Bachelor. Okay. That usually go. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. bring some old people back in to kind of mix it up. Mix it up a bit. Yeah. And so being in the spotlight um, because of Bachelor Nation, do you feel like it's hard to have authentic relationship with people now and like behind the scenes, like people you can be a hundred percent yourself with? Well, I feel like I can be authentic for sure, mm-hmm. but I don't think people can be authentic uh, with me mm. because of that. And I've had situations where I went on dates and women would say, it doesn't matter to me. I don't care about that. It's like, yeah, you saying that you do care about it. If you didn't care about it, you wouldn't be in front of me talking to me right now. Yeah, because that's probably the only reason you know me. Let's mm-hmm. be let's be real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it's okay. I get it. I mean, mm-hmm. I get it. But at the same time, I don't think they know what they're getting into because for fans, for people who watch the show, that see you on the show, mm-hmm. they're only looking at you from the, from that season, from that moment. Yeah. That's not who you are, really are. entirely. Mm-hmm. Like you're more than just what the TV show. And you don't really know who I am. Like, you don't know my journey. You don't know my upbringing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's cool. I mean, it has its pros and cons. Right. But usually, like, I say it's tougher for sure. Yeah. So because do you... when you're... When you're go, ahead. go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I was going to say, do you think that you're going to have to end up dating somebody or marrying somebody that has similar spotlight as you? I mean, honestly, I would want to. Yeah. Um, but doesn't mean I will. Right. Um, I've dated women that's not been in a spotlight and were phenomenal. We just were going two different times and it just didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Or someone really wants to be in a full-blown relationship where I'm not there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, and when you know, you know. But I would like to at some point or eventually just because I want to see if it matters. or if it, Because it if there's a sense of common ground and commonality when you have someone who can relate to your experiences, 
understand the light you're in, understand your profession and your job and the things you have to do. But it does benefit to have someone who's not a part of that right. because they don't have no clue, which yeah. keeps them out of it. Yeah. And you just want to go home to a person who doesn't care about or know about those things. So yeah. it ebbs and flows. It depends. But yeah. Like to have to date someone that understands, right? And and dating someone that understands where you're coming from is a good thing. But at the same time, you don't want to be dating on a stage where everybody's watching you because you're too, you're both in the spotlight and they're almost waiting for you to fail or waiting for you to get married. And they put all that pressure on you. And, you know, life is more than just Instagram and tabloids. And I think that's quickly found out, especially with Bachelor Nation. Mm -hmm. What is something you wish people would know about you that wasn't necessarily portrayed about you? See, that's a great question because I don't really know what people don't know or what they do know, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. So all I would say is I just want people to know that I really care about living and I really care about evolving humanity. Like, I'm passionate about that. I don't want to just live to live. I want to live to evolve, to transform, to give, to help, to motivate to inspire people to be their best selves for them, for their life and for their livelihood, Mm -hmm. you know? So I'm about, I have a growth mindset and I'm always about, you know, learning and becoming more, but I want to see humanity to get better. I want people to give and show more love and Mm -hmm. have more self-acceptance and more gratitude for their life and one another right now, Mm -hmm. not be so, not give energy to things we can't control and not, feeling like you got to cancel someone because they have an opinion about something that don't this that doesn't agree with yours right like we got to get out of that like everyone's not designed to believe what you believe all the time or have the same thoughts or emotions Mm -hmm. so cut people slack have more compassion for yourself and others but let's grow as a whole let's become more yeah but it's challenging when you got all these distractions and all this stuff that's in place to kind of program you to do the opposite so i'm really passionate about evolving life and living yeah, so that's why I, I love that. And I think what, you know, kind of what you said, people have different opinions. Well, we're living in a day and age where everybody has an opinion and everybody has a platform to put it on. And so there's a level right. of so many people have opposing opinions. But back in the day, not everybody knew everyone's opinion. So there were, I feel like there was more unity because what you don't know can't hurt you. So you can't have a, a, a bad um, taste in your mouth of a person if you don't know every single opinion that comes out of their mouth. We're going to take a quick break to discuss Write It Down's brand new website. You can head over to widpod.com, W-I-D-P-O-D.com, and see all the goods. You'll notice a banner at the top of the page that says learn more. If you click that link, it'll show you how you can support Write It Down. P.S. My favorite part about the website is the Wid Wall, which is a collection of all the Write It Downs from the show. This podcast is made possible by the 1513 Network. So show the network some love and support by listening to their other shows. If not, just stick with Write It Down because I'm the coolest, the realest, the illest. Now, back to the show. Um, Can you describe to me what miracle season means to you? The story behind that, those two words. Um, so... Um, it's miracle season is basically is a thought, a download, I believe I got from God, call it God thoughts. Um, it came to me, uh, 2017, of uh, my season, Bachelorette 13, shout out to Rachel Lindsay. Um, uh, I was in a trailer in Burbank, California, and I was sitting with my producer, Louie, and I kept telling him, Louie, man, it's miracle season, it's miracle season. And he's like, man, but 
I think when you go out there on stage, because this was for, this was for AFR mm-hmm. after the final rose, when Rachel got the chance to meet four potential suitors of her season, and I was one of them. And he's like, you need to say that, man. You just keep talking about it. You keep talking about it. So, uh, so basically, it was a foreshadow mm-hmm. of me falling in love, right? Mm-hmm. So, I said it before it happened, but basically, a miracle is like you know when when a woman has you know a baby for nine months carrying the baby and she goes into labor what comes out the baby Mm -hmm. comes out right that's the miracle but she had to go through those nine months that metamorphosis that transformation caterpillar to the butterfly right Mm -hmm. to get the miracle but the miracle is the tough part it's the challenges it's the things you have to go through to get where you want to go to so for me it was love on the show i didn't know it's a post show Mm -hmm. uh i got into a guy in the house i got into the bachelorette I banged my body up. I was depressed. I was stressed. But on, 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 and the verge of all that, I got my miracle of falling in love for the first time in my life on national TV. Mm-hmm. So I served that purpose. So when she didn't end up with me, it was it was okay because I I did win my season mm-hmm. because it was a miracle season for me. Mm-hmm. I fell in love. So a miracle is anything that big that's amazing that means more than a little bit to you that you have to go go through to get mm-hmm. it could be getting a college degree it could be getting married buying that first new car getting a promotion at work getting a new podcast mm-hmm. whatever that is for you that's the miracle mm-hmm. but the miracle is not easy but it's, it's there for sure it's worth it yep so yep. that's what it's miracle season is really about. And miracle season kind of set you up for your next miracle season. Um, you're a fitness instructor um, and uh-huh. you really do work hard with your clients and with people in your life to make them better. Um, what are some of the things that you really try to drive home with your clients? To really get the client to understand thyself. Like, why do you want to work out? Why do you want to get in shape? Why do you want to exercise? Well, I just want a better body. You don't want to feel good. Okay, what does that mean? What does that look like for you? Because mm-hmm. a lot of times we want things, but we don't know why. We just want it. We, I want more money. I want a girlfriend. I want a relationship. But we don't know why. So I try to get my clients to the roots of who they are, what they can do, and what they're capable of getting done. So everybody's different. Mm-hmm. So the key is to understand yourself and understand your why. And it's really simple. If you're willing to do the work, you have the willingness to succeed. Mm-hmm. That's simple. It's not rocket science. Nope. If you're willing to do the work, you will get the results. Yeah. You got to do the work in the gymnasium and outside of it. Mm-hmm. So it's just about holding them accountable, showing up, inspiring them and motivating them, but letting them know that they have the capabilities to get it done. Yeah. But why are you getting it done is the big question. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and you are very inspirational and motivational. And you wrote a book, a self-help book called Transformation. Change your mindset, change your energy, and change your life. A couple questions on that. What um, inspired this book? Well, honestly, like life itself, at the time that Chris and I wrote it, shout out to Chris Randall. Shout out, Chris. Co-author of the book mm-hmm. from Bachelor Nation. Mm-hmm. Um, um, we're in the middle of a pandemic. I think it was leaving like like the second to last week of March. Chris mm-hmm. and I would like talk almost every day via FaceTime. 
you know, he had just separated from Crystal, moved to Orlando. And so we were just kind of talking. He's like, man, let's do something. Let's create something. People are suffering. People are going through it mentally, um, emotionally, um, financially. How can we help? How can we add value? So we started with those thoughts, and those thoughts became a thing, and I think it's a reality now. So Mm -hmm. we went to work, Google Docs, talking back and forth, putting out thoughts and emotions and experiences together um, on paper and putting it in, a, like I said, a Google Doc and mm-hmm. manifesting it and getting it done. Yeah. And uh, we did it. So that, that we had to transform to create the book Transformation. Yep. <laughs> How crazy that, is that? Yeah. We had to do the work. We had to change our mindset. We had to change our energy. We had to change our life. Mm-hmm. We had to we had to come up with things that we went through, we've been through, and experienced that benefited us. But we also had to do extensive research. Mm-hmm. We had to trial and error. We had to change the title a bunch of times. We we had to rewrite some segments. Like we had to we had to go through the the miracle, the metamorphosis, right? Mm-hmm. So um, that it was inspired by the pandemic and wanting to give and help people out. Uh, internally, honestly, because that's what it's about, you know, changing your mindset, change your energy, change your life. It's it's all about a transformation without any material possessions or things because the hardest work Mm -hmm. that you will do in life is on yourself. So the more you get good at working hard on yourself, the better life outside of yourself becomes easier. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think it's... Because that's nature. Yeah. And the, the interesting part was, um, one of the interesting things that you said was you and Chris had to transform while you're writing transformation. And I, I know the same is true for me with my show called Write It Down. I'm writing things down all the time. And I think that most of our, some of the best passion projects come from internal things that you are, you're dealing with or things that you're putting into practice. It makes what you're doing more authentic. And so I'm excited to read your book. Um, one of my other questions on that was it says at the top in 28 days, why is it 28 days? What's so uh, magical about the number 28? Well, you know, usually a month is 30 days. Mm-hmm. Um, to change a habit takes 21 days. So if you do seven times four, it's 28, right? So usually a week is seven days. So in the book, we have four weeks, four different phases. Mm-hmm. The first phase is mindset. The second phase is attitude and energy. The third phase is confidence and clarity. And the last phase is execution. So in those seven days, in those weeks, you have exercises to do each and every day to channel a different you to help you grow into the next week. So that's why 28 days is because, you know, a week is seven days, yeah. but we want to give you a different phase every week. So I love 28 that. days to reclaim your power. It gives yeah. you that structure. I really, I really like that. And and we'll be sure to yeah. include um, the links of where you can get this book. Um, but before I, we get to our write it down, I want to end the show with some rapid fire, fun questions, a couple bachelor okay. questions. Um, but one of them is what, rejection hurt worse um going in for a hug on family feud to victoria's secret model or getting cut from the bachelor the bachelorette and i had another thing in mind but that's probably not in the question neither one of those honestly <laughs> heard it you know really um, i saw that yeah. hug. you went in right for that hug and martha was like 
You handled it well. I was dying laughing. Yeah, but I, I kind of flipped it on her. I was like, reject, rejection <laughs> is still love. Yeah. And so he's like, rejection is still love. Like, that is unconditional love. Yep. They're just not ready to receive the love you're trying to give them in the moment. But <laughs> awesome. it's all good. It's still love. So I don't think neither one of those rejections hurt uh-huh. as much. I think the one with Rachel was disappointing. Mm-hmm. I think the rejection on Paradise was worse. Really? That one was tough. And that one you couldn't really see because at the time when I went home on that season, I was crying. I don't think you probably caught that or saw that, but mm. it was because I had already broke up with the girl or whatever. But it's because all the love I was putting out, I wasn't getting the same thing in return. So I felt like I wasn't worthy enough or good enough. So that hurt it more than anything. But at the same time, the love I got leaving was more than the love I got when I was there, which was weird. Yeah. And it was from the castmates and some of the producers. My producer in the car was crying. <laughs> it was like, that's how powerful it was. Yeah, wow. it was a lot. I, I, would, yeah. I would be the same. Um, all mm-hmm. right, so enough about rejection, um, unconditional love. D- real talk, do you eat the food on the dates? Yes, you do. You but do? But you don't eat while you're filming. Okay. While you're filming, no. Okay. But if you want to nibble on some fries, then yeah, <laughs> you might. But uh, usually what happens is they make you eat before your dates. Okay. So you're not so you're not hungry. And like yeah. fatigued on there. And the food is just for design and for props and it look good and fancy. Okay, got it. They do a good job yeah. with that. Um, I have to ask this one too. Is making out on camera awkward? Having cameras on you when you're kissing someone. Is it awkward? Well, for me, no. I think I think after a few shots or weeks or days, you get comfortable. Yeah. But I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest. Mm-hmm. Like, you get to a point when you get so comfortable and you know the camera's on, you might want to put a little bit more into that kiss. <laughs> <laughs> this is like crazy watching me. Now. Yeah. You're like if I millions of people are gonna that. watch this, I better look like I know what I'm doing. I'm gonna go to town on yeah. the kiss. That's I love kidding. that. I love the honesty. Yeah. Okay, what yeah. do you what do you typically break your diet with? What's your like guilty pleasure food that you're like, you know what, I'm done clean eating? Banana pudding. Banana pudding. Banana pudding. Okay. That's my favorite dessert. Okay. It's my Magnolia Bakery. Shots out. Nice. Send it over. I gotta stay away. Nice. But that's my favorite. Okay, and least favorite exercise. Um I don't really like legs, but and I don't like burpees. I don't like, either. Yeah. I don't like like four, like squat squats on a rack. I don't like those. I've ever do it with dumbbells, but mm-hmm. burpees, burpees they're suck. killer, but they're yeah. Yeah. yeah, they suck. You know? They do. Okay, last little question. If you were to be the next bachelor, what is one thing you would not do? You're like, you know what, I ain't doing this. I would anything. not not I would not not tell my truth. Like I, I have to tell the truth. I have to be honest. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I, cause, cause here's the thing, like, I think when you're in the show and you're in the moment, there's things you try not to do. Like, you don't want to hurt someone's feelings. You yeah. don't want to make a person feel less than what they are, but it doesn't really come out that way because people feelings will come from their own experiences and what they, how they perceive in a situation. So I think the best thing I would try not to do mm-hmm. is honestly try to be something that's not me yeah. or do something that I'm not, I don't do. Like I'm just won't like I'm not gonna lie about something I'm not I don't do or that I'm not so yeah I'll just try to be fully authentic in every moment fully transparent 
Yeah, I love yeah. that. All right. Well, we're getting to that point of the show where we share with the audience a little nugget of wisdom, something to write down. Eric Bigger, what is your write it down? Write it down. What you don't defeat, you're destined to repeat. Mm. What you don't defeat, you're destined to repeat. So whatever that is that you're facing and there's a pattern going on that's challenging you and you keep running from it and you keep suppressing it and you keep ignoring it, if you don't defeat it, you will repeat it. So face all your challenges and your fears as much as you can or at least try to to get them out of your life so they won't have control or power over your life. Love and that. by the way, I don't know if you know the quote by Nipsey Hussle. Uh, he says, it, write it down and follow through. Writing is, is therapy. When you write things down, you actually allow more things to come in because you're releasing things out of your psyche, out of your mind, mm-hmm. out of your body. So write it down. Usually when you write things down, instead of typing it, you kind of manifest, it, manifest those things more. Yep. So I always tell people, write it down and follow through. I love that. I love that. Eric Bigger, we um, we have a lot more in common than you think. In 2017, I was out in Burbank, California, interning at Conan O'Brien. And so I have oh, to wow. say, and I love being uh, my show being compared to a Nipsey Hussle lyric. So thank you. Thanks for joining. Write it down. Yes. Uh, write it down. Follow through. You've been amazing. I appreciate you. Thank you. And yes. remember, it's miracle season. Miracle and miracles season. don't come easy. But they are worth it. And you're a miracle. So thank you for having me. Thank you. Bless up, Eric. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your day. All right, you too. Be great. Peace okay. and love. All bye. right, bye. Thank you for listening to the Write It Down podcast. This podcast is a part of the 1513 Network. You can catch a variety of shows on our website, 1513.com. If you enjoy listening to Write It Down, please subscribe, share with your friends, and if there's any ink left in your pen, write a review. For more content, follow the fun on Instagram by following at W-I-D-P-O-D. That spells WIDPOD. Super cool. Stands for Write It Down podcast but it's abbreviated to Whitpot. Anyways, thanks for listening and we will catch you later.